Let's do it. We're live on the Weirdos Only podcast. Today we have Frankie, Frank, Frank Bonos. That's a, you know, that's Frank, a, Frankie's fine. I don't mind. Frankie, yeah, you know, it's a Frank Bonos. Baños, it's like it's like baños, right? Like it, it doesn't have the enya, so it doesn't have the enya. No. Okay, Frank. Don't, Frank. don't ask me why. Maybe somebody took it off down the line, but you know. Hey, at least they didn't drop the the B, and then you'd be Frank Anos. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be different. Yeah. You know, like when people send the the feliz cumpleaños and they don't put yeah. the enya, they're like, you know. That's funny. I didn't think about that. Yeah, but hey, um, Frank Frank Banos, um you know, certified hypnotherapist and uh, you said inner child specialist, right? Or, or is yes. it? Okay. Yes, sir. I got it right. Yes, I got it right. I'm glad. I'm glad I got it right. It's okay. We can take it slow. People, the people, will, will, they'll, they'll come along. They'll come along for the ride. So there you go. I think that uh, we've already kind of had our, our, um, our podcast episodes. You know, we always have, every time I talk to you, we kind of get into something regarding either mental health or, you know what I mean? I remember, yeah, like, we were at Ricky's house, remember? Like, we did a, we were, like, chilling in his backyard. He had just bought his house. And you, oh, were, yeah. you, were, you were in town. We were, like, chilling by the fire. We had, we had a little fire pit back there. Hey, you were asking me questions, and everybody else was, like, getting to know me. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I had just, uh, God, just been living in LA and I haven't been back in San Diego for a while. And it's just hard to get out there, you know? Yeah. So, and then everybody was like, what are you doing? And you were asking me the hypnotherapy questions and they were like, what, what just happened? Like, he, this is not Frankie from college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there were some mm. older guys there too and then some young guys and they were like, who's this guy? You know? Exactly. So there was exactly. two, both worlds there that there was like the people that were like, ah, that's Frankie, you know what I mean? And then they're like, wait, what is he doing now? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, totally 180 from what I was studying in school. I was a was at an art major with emphasis in graphic design and a minor in Spanish. But the Spanish was just to go an excuse to go to Spain. <laughs> yeah. So you went to did you do you did the study abroad in Spain? Yeah, and but I did a arte Prado. So I studied art in one of the the, the most famous museum, uh, the Reina Sofia in Prado. There, so I was studying art in the museum. That was awesome. How do you how do you study? What what can you say about the study of art? Like, how do you get? Because I feel like for me, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard for me to get into the perspective of art. Like when I was in Italy, there's so much, there's so much nice stuff. But then I just kind of like, yeah, that's cool. I'm just, I just you get numb after a while. I just don't. Mm, oh wow. Oh look at that. Oh, I'm just kind of like, eh. Like I was, I always, I told my buddy, I was like, I wonder if like in that time, I was, I'm sure there was. It was like, look at this fucking idiot. Look, he's drawing all these naked, like little, like. What's wrong with you? That's stupid. That's not gonna be good. That's not good. That's terrible. You know. And now it's like, oh wow. You know. <laughs> well, it, it's okay. So, it, how are you gonna put this? Okay, let's talk about like uh, uh, Michelangelo's David. All right. Mm -hmm. You go in there, and it's just this huge statue. Huge statue. Yeah. The thing is, is that when you see it, you if you know a little bit of the history, you get to look at the hands. So back then, Italy was known for conquering all these different countries. And basically, they said the sun never set on Rome. So they made sure that his hands were huge. So there's like el poder like that, that it could be that Italy had the, the power to conquer and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, then you, you, so once you learn that, then you're like, oh, I want to see the hands. So it's just like these little, little nuances that you have to like kind of understand. Another great one is this is great for everybody. It's so realistic, too, you know, like the marble. Exactly. 
Yeah, but like if you ever look at a, a painting of uh, Adam and Eve, if they have belly buttons, it's not a true painting because Adam and Eve weren't conceived. They were just made. What do you mean it's not a true painting, though? It's just not a true painting. It's not like a, not true. Obviously, if it's made back then, it's a long time ago to have a painting, but it's not the, the actual, like the person whoever did it didn't really do their research. They didn't even think about it. They just did, here's a belly button, thinking, you know, everybody has a belly button, but yeah. it's not true. Ah. So, but then also like, you know, the last supper, it's all geometrically to be focused to a vanishing point to the middle where God is. So everything's designed to manipulate the eye, especially aesthetics when it comes to the building. So it's, everything's done to give you an awe. There's a reason why you go to the, 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 not the Coliseum. Well, the Coliseum is another one. So all these little nuances you get to learn. The cool thing is, is when you bring it to today, you can use it in your life. Because whenever I go like looking around and I, I get bored because of my eye needs kind of art around um i end up looking at colors everywhere and, and structural and stuff like that yeah I, I mean it's a and it's also interesting to think of how how far you know that's that's one thing that's hard for me to put in the perspective of like they did all these things with what they had then you know what i mean yeah yeah well what they had then was they never they didn't have a store you would go to to get color you know people would go into nature and pull the color from rocks and minerals and design it you know uh, one thing that i've heard i just i haven't done the research but that the reason why van gogh went crazy is because well not only was he doing shrooms and absinthe <laughs> but he was uh the, the color red had a lot of lead in it and he painted with his fingers a lot yeah there's that have you seen that that film there's a film that's like i, I couldn't i couldn't it was cool but i couldn't keep watching it for some because it was like it's all made it's really good but i don't know why I just it, the whole movie kept tripping me out they made it in the style of Van Gogh's art. It's Are you talking about the, the like immersed when you walk into and it's like on the walls and all that? No, it's a film. It's a it's a film that recently came out. Um, that I think mm, it, I think it. it was it was I mean, it may have been um, it may have been up for an Academy Award as well. But oh no, I haven't it was, seen it. They make it in the style of it's like a I guess like an animated film, you know, in in the style of Van Gogh's art. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, man, see Van Gogh's art through his eyes. And that is more like... Well, it's called Loving Vincent. Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because they're like sitting there, you know, and they're like these little lines going around them. Oh, you cool. know? No, never seen it. Yeah. So is that, would you say, would you, do you say you have a artist that you particularly... I know I wouldn't say a favorite artist, but is there you know artists that you particularly enjoy, or? Oh God, there's so many different ones. I mean, right now, if you ever get a chance, uh, God, there's a a new, not new, it's actually been out for a while. Uh, it was on Netflix for a while, but it's called the 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 Ship of the Unbelievable or the Unbelievable Ship, something like that. There's an artist. He you know made all this money where he would uh put like a cow or a shark in a uh, in plastic, not plastic, but like in a, in a, in a, in a square plastic, you know, like, what do you call that when you, what's that? It's like not epoxy. Right epoxy. There you go. And he would uh, do some crazy art and he made all this money. And then they asked him, would you be uh, willing to commission this um, treasure hunt? And they found this like golden monkey off the coast of Africa. And they found tons and tons of gold, but all this beautiful art. And the beauty of the whole, the whole thing that this art was like, let's say, um cleopatra's you know head but it had coral growing out of it and it was just beautiful the way it came out so it's in venice the exhibit is in venice right now 
But the, the cool thing is, is that he took that idea and then I think he put, he done a couple of pieces in Cancun where he did a couple of sculptures and threw them underwater. Now they're growing coral out of it. Super cool stuff. So that's like, what, what do they call that? Is it like a immersion art or? or, or? Immersion art is more like you're into it, but it's, yeah, um, yeah. it's kind of like a nature type of thing, incorporating art. But how, I guess, to what extent do you, do you allow, the, or is he allowed to do something like that? Like if it's like, oh, let's throw the Mona Lisa, <laughs> or it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to ruin it. Well, it's like, his own art pieces. It's his own art pieces that he puts in and he probably commissions and gets hired by these cities and, you know, divers will go down there and it just it creates revenue for the area. Like he, somebody who's yeah, somebody who's more contemporary uh, is like obviously like Banksy. I like I like Banksy stuff, and I, he just did one recently that was. It, it's also just not the 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 art, but the effort that it takes to create it, and the like the secrecy that he went he goes through to to make it. He yeah, did a. Perfect. He recently did one in a like a prison, a wall of a prison, and it's like a guy climbing out of prison. Oh. And it, it's like on the fucking wall of the prison. And they're like, then they showed it after, like this probably like a month ago he did it. That it they released the footage at least. And it shows like, it's like, oh shit, there's like a fence. That's like the prison wall. Like how the fuck did, you know? So that, that's impressive to me. It's like the whole, the whole, as a whole, not just the art, you know? Yeah. The art just gives you an opportunity to see something different that you wouldn't think before, you know, normally. Yeah, like Jackson Pollock. It's like a lot of people be like, well, that's just fucking spatter. It's just, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he was the first one to do it. Nobody yeah. remembers the guy before him. Yeah. Nobody, you know, he's the one who's got the most marketing. You know, it's. Yeah. One thing I did Pollock. know was that Picasso was a dick. That's what I. Oh, yeah. Picasso. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah. something that they were like, oh, he was a fucking jerk. But he's interesting because he, as a child, he painted like an adult, and an adult, he painted like a child. Well, I guess in, in in to put it into just kind of like sim, simple simple terms, yes. But from what I had heard was that he was just so fucking bored. Yeah, he was just so bored with like what he was doing. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And because he was one of the few artists that was really famous in his time, which a lot like yeah. Van Gogh wasn't fucking famous. Like you know what I mean? Like he was like no. going crazy, and you know what I mean? Even like Shakespeare wasn't. You know, whoever the hell he was, if he was Shakespeare, if you're you die, man, your, your body really goes up up the scales for sure. You know, uh, Salt, uh, Dolly was no, Dolly was pretty famous. He, he did yeah. a lot of stuff. He got caught you, up for it. Have you ever seen the, the film that he did uh, with Luis Buñuel? No. Oh, this is uh, you've got to watch it. It's it's probably it's more than likely on YouTube. It's called Un Chien Andalou. It's a an Andalusian dog, and it's a surrealist. <laughs> it's a surrealist film. It's probably about 15, 20 minutes. And it's how long ago is it? This it's, it's old, old, really yeah. old, obviously. Um, let's see, Unchi and, and it's um, uh, yeah, 1929. There you go, damn, 1929. He must have been really young back then. Well, yeah, huh, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, it's uh, so yeah, I would suggest everybody watch that. I would say that everybody watch that. Um, maybe smoke some weed and watch it, <laughs> but you're gonna trip the fuck out. Cause it's so it's like I said it's it's very surrealist so it's just like things are just like you know, you know that, Dolly Dolly had a whole different way of seeing life you know and time and aspects of things you know he's just it's just Dolly is his, his way yeah, yeah I mean yeah. It, so yeah so I studied in Spain for that and uh, I did uh, at least a semester of that and then I threw in a backpack and traveled throughout Western Europe and then mm -hmm. ended up in Portugal where I actually 
I uh, was bartending, teaching salsa, teaching English. That means you came back then. What did you do, like a full circle or? Yeah, yeah. So what uh, was really interesting was when I was living in Spain in Madrid, I was a, a bartender at a, just a little bar. And literally, this is where I learned how to take out my uh, American views of the world out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these like four skinheads walk into my bar, right? And it's like a Wednesday. Nobody's there. I'm by myself. And these, you know, these four skinheads walk in, very pale, shaved heads, you know, just very like fit dudes. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to get my ass kicked, right? And, and then all of a sudden they go, excuse me, do you speak English? I go, no, no, no hablo inglés. And they're all, bloody hell, this wanker don't speak English. I go, hey, 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 F you, man. I speak perfect English. What's up with that? And I was like, Frankie, what are you saying? <laughs> it turned out to be that these guys were jujitsu instructors and they were there for a competition. Yeah. I was dead. I was like, okay, I'm dead. So the guy on the left said, you know, with all due respect, so we're here for this competition. We're wondering if you knew anywhere we could go to eat. And I'm like, oh, and my head went like two seconds. Like, you know what? I'm a jerk for putting this ideology or this not ideology, but this thinking of who they are, which they were aren't. Wait, oh, so you took it like, oh, oh, do you speak English? Like kind of like or yeah, like, no, no, I just I just took it like uh I was just trying to be funny, like no, no, I'm English. Of course I speak English, you know. Yeah. And then, but the guy called me a, a wanker and that's like a bad, a bad word, yeah, yeah. you know? So I just, that's why I started cussing at them. And then there was a nice guy. Thank God he was polite. Then I just said, you know what? These guys are not skinheads. I got to be, uh, be nice to them. I say, if you wait 10 minutes, I'm almost off. I'll personally take you to a restaurant. The guy that was really cool. He ended up owning a Mexican theme, uh, bar, cantina in Portugal. Mm. And he goes, what are you? And I'm oh, I'm half this, half that. And he's like, Oh, would you come to Portugal and visit my bar? Dude, once I went there, it's a south of Portugal called Lagos. And they say it's like a Bermuda Triangle. You get there, you'll never leave. This is so, like, just cool. I never left. I got, I got there and that was it. So after school, yeah, I went to uh, Barcelona, Nice, France, Rome, Florence, uh, Frankfurt, Germany, Amsterdam, Paris, back to Madrid, then Lisbon, and then down to Lagos. And then that's why I ended up there for, like, I don't know how many months. What did you, um, I've only been, out of, out of that list, I've only been to Firenze. So, uh, it's, uh, did you have the Visteca de Fiorentina? Of course, man. Of yeah. course. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is when I was there at that Portugal bar, the father, his father was an acupuncturist. And um, I remember, you know, being a college student, I was really hungover. And he goes, I could cure a hangover with two little needles. He put one on my palm, one on my wrist. And he goes, and he like tapped my wrist like with his finger really hard. He goes, and from this moment on, for the rest of the day, you'll be laughing. I'm like, you're stupid. And all of a sudden, I started laughing. And I'm like, why am I laughing, right? And then the whole day, I had a good time. Hangover went away. The next day, I said, hey, what did you do to me? He goes, I just gave you, uh, he called it the power of suggestion. I go, what is still, what does that mean? He goes, you just needed to get out of your head. And I just needed to trigger your, your subconscious. So from that moment on, I was like, okay there's something more to life than a conscious awareness. So yeah. sure enough, you know, I go through college. I ended up working for city council and Congress. I still do work with them. But when I was there, I remember him saying that and I was having trouble with uh, public speaking at the time. Yeah. And sure enough, I said, you know what, if you could tap me like that, you know, just tap my wrist, it made me laugh. Well, if a hypnotherapist can make somebody bark like a dog on stage, why not make me a better public speaker? So, I called the hypnotherapist and she took care of that problem like within an instant. Is it just a, then, you just called a random one or? or, or no, um, it was funny. I told a buddy of mine that I was trying to get better at public speaking. And he goes, hey, the chamber's having a, a speaker on public speaking. You should come. I'm like, oh, 
all right, let's go. So sure enough, but the lady was a hypnotherapist. And, you know, I don't know how you guys, this is my closed minded at the time. When she said she was a hypnotherapist, I, my, I remember I, I tell people I ordered the glazed donut. Like I just glazed over. I thought, this is stupid, you know? Like there's no way that this lady is going to hypnotize me. I'm too strong. I'm too powerful, whatever, right? And that's my, how do you say, my self-defense, right? Trying well, to you do need yourself. a suggestiveness though, right? Like you do need to be a, a willingness to kind of, you know. I mean, yes and no. I mean, you're, I got to put this. When you're driving and you pass your, and you like you're driving on the freeway and you pass the exit to, to to get off, were you willing at that time to pass it? Not necessarily. You were overthinking on your conscious level and your subconscious is like the automatic stuff. It just took over. So are you willing? Ish. I mean, you know. You're, you're saying you the word overthinking on a mental health podcast is like the 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 epitome of you know why this exists. You know what I mean? This is why we're here. Yeah. You know? And so, like, for instance, uh, not to go too personal, but there's a, been a big issue in the family where I, ha I don't have much control uh, or I can help. I have to kind of wait this out. And it's driving me nuts, right? I'm overthinking. Mm -hmm. I'm overthinking. And I'm grinding my you're teeth. Not, and you're not in the moment. Well, you're thinking I, of what can... Yeah, I'm not in the moment. You know, I'm in the shower and uh, you know, I'm thinking about it. And then I'm standing in the shower like, oh, did I just brush my teeth or did I just wash? What did I do? You know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm in my head. I'm not in the moment, like you said, or just my body physically is, but my, my brain is checked out. Mm -hmm. In reality, if you just give yourself a little bit of like being in the moment and not thinking about that problem, your subconscious will do the thinking for you. It's like trying to do the opposite. Like, have you ever had an aha moment in the shower? Yeah. And, and I've also heard that, um, because it also, in, that a lot. in the shower, it, it silenced, like there's there's a science behind it too, because the, the water and everything kind of, it, it awakens your senses and it also silences what's going on. It's just, it's all just, you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of uh, um, people that take those really cold, cold showers in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it, what it is, it takes your brain to a fight or flight syndrome and it just refocuses everything to be yeah. in the moment. I don't know. If it's hot outside, I'll take a cold shower. But if it's in the middle of winter, I man. used to try to like like get it down to cold, you know, like it, and I haven't done it lately. But I used to try to like I start a little bit, and then I try to like get it cold and colder, you know. You know, you know, I do the opposite. I, I'll as soon as I turn on the hot water, I get in there, and as the water's going, it starts warming up on its own. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I'm like so, ah, you know, like yeah, one foot yeah. in and one foot out, and wiggle out around, you know. <laughs> You know what's funny is you tell your story, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've told this story before. You told kind of your story of like where the origin of you know your your hypnotherapy. I don't know if that is the origin or that's how you first got introduced to it, but yeah, um, I feel like for me, living in the moment got introduced to me through acting when I was doing you know, and so I was doing I was doing improv. I was doing this mm -hmm. whole fucking master's uh, program on, on on improv comedy. I've always wanted um, to do that, man. And it's a lot about being in the moment, at least at least the, 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 the teachings and everything that I had. And it was very much like, it was crazy because they used to make us do yoga in the morning, which is something I had never done, especially not consistently. I had maybe done it once, if that. Um, but it, it, they would make us do it every morning. So you wake up, do yoga, and then you go to class. But everybody had to do yoga. Like you had to show up to yoga, which is like really mandatory yoga. And I was like, well, I guess I do yoga. Like, it was, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're weird. 
I have no control. I got to do it. Like, you know, they're such a Southern California guy, dude. You know, sushi too, and, you know, do a cleansing. (laughs) And I have a podcast. (laughs) No, but this is, is, I was like, this was like 2012. No, Honda. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Drink craft beer beer and everything. Exactly. Hipster, bro. No, so, so like I said, it was just kind of, pushed on me you know and yeah. so i was like all right like whatever but then i had a teacher that was very much about like don't like when you're on stage just react to what's going on and go with what with, what's going on don't try to make shit happen right you know so it's like a scene doesn't have to be an alien just came out of my body and blah 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 a scene could be you're sitting on a fucking park bench and you're talking that's that's a scene too it does you don't have to try to make shit happen, you know. So, so it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like if you're, you know, two guys are about to fight and you're in a pickle suit in a suit, and you say you guys are in a pickle. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> like that. So I remember I that story, bro. I don't know if I've told that story, but yeah, my yeah. buddy da- my buddy Danny, he was he was the one we're in a fight. And it's like it was a Halloween. He was, you know, who he was. He was actually uh, he was the little, he was the, the kid from uh, from Coco. So that makes it even funnier. He was the little kid from Coco. He had the little red sweater and he had his eyes black, oh. not like the little, yeah, from the movie Coco. And they punched him as we were riding on scooters and he punched them and I was already ahead. And so I came back and I was like, I was in my pickle costume. And I was like, look, you guys got yourself into a pickle, you know? That was definitely a story about a guy who was just, it, it felt like a guy who was angry that he didn't have a woman because he was like the third wheel with his friend. We didn't know him and he just started a fight with us. And even his friend was like, what the hell are you doing, you know? You know, uh, you know, people, you get, they, just, they have their own stories and they come into a scene like that. It's it's a different ballgame. You're like, yeah. what the hell is this happening? Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that's where, like, I'm pretty sure you've read, like, the four agreements, right? Right, right. It's like, you don't take anything personal. Everyone's going through their own shit. Like, really? This guy doesn't know us. This guy doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, And, and a lot of people, I mean, you're doing a podcast. This scares people, you know? Like, and have you got that yet? Like, you're talking about, th- you're overthinking? Like, have you got people react to you yet? I've, i mean i've had I've, I've definitely had a lot of that i've also had a lot of people reach out which i appreciate but and i tell them hey if you want to come on and they're like no 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 no. like i'm not doing it you know what i mean like and that's fine i don't need it you know that's fine that's up to them you know but you yeah, could feel that like you know that the, or you know another thing i've had is i have people come on and then they you know and that's why i kind of try to make it a little bit more longer because then we we start just talking and now it's just me and you Right? right, but they forget that there's gonna be like a, a few, at least a thousand people that are gonna listen to us. I think I don't know. We're like to so like fourteen or seven. I think the last time I checked was like sixteen hundred. Like so, it's it's growing, which is good. Right. I just started, uh-huh. you know. But um, they kind of sit into it after, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I said this, or I can't believe I said that." Like, can you remove that? I was like, "I'm not removing anything." If it was something no, bad or incriminating or something, then you know. But I'm like, no, you're just feeling, you know vulnerable that people are going to judge you or something because you said something you know but you know what it, it's going to humanize you you know though people will be able to i've noticed that at least in my my wonderful career the more i share about my experiences or the stuff i've been through people can relate you know or yeah. they'll be like you know or they get the other one they gaslight me and they're like well i wouldn't have done that i would have done this differently like well then screw you you should have been there you know yeah and you know what? And that's what we're kind of talking about. I was talking to about my friend. It's that like 
some of those terms and stuff like social media has kind of kind of opened that that mental health thing but there's a lot of misinformation out there you know and there's a lot of people yes. out there that's saying i'm so bipolar or oh my god i'm so ocd it's like no you're not you just well, you just very... you just you just neat you being neat and ocd are two different things that's a compulsion it's a disorder it's a you know what i mean like well with, with ocd is like it's more i well the way i see it is people have to do these certain rituals because they feel they don't the, there's going to be a tsunami somewhere if you're just really neat you're just doing it just to be clean you know yeah, and, that, and obviously there's something behind that too. Like, at least for me, some of my neatness or cleanliness is because my dad would be like, ah, pick that shit up. You know, I'm just like, I'm like conditioned to like, oh my God, I can't leave my, my shoes out in the living room or whatever, you know. Right. But what I'm saying is like, a lot of that is out there. Like, because you have emotions or because you were you were happy and then like someone pissed you off, well, I'm so bipolar. Or I get, you know, it's like, no, you're not by like bipolar is, is it's a fucking real thing. Like people who are bipolar are going to be like, no, you're not bipolar. You know, you know what's interesting? Like, so working, um, I, I don't think, well, so your audience knows, I also work at a rehab center where I help people come off, uh, get off drugs or stay off drugs or deal with withdrawals. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that you can actually, because you do so much drugs, you could induce bipolarism through drugs. Well, I've also heard of, uh, um people inducing um schizophrenia yeah because you use meth crack whatever it is you know whatever your choice was yeah. but you can induce it that i didn't i thought it was all like you were born with it but you can do enough drugs where you're bipolar now yeah i've, I've seen it time after time where i like so i do like group sessions I do is there a type sessions. is there a type of substance i noticed like the guys that are like super pissed off like you've seen you know some guys are like why he's always angry you know why why he's always has an edge you're like how you do it man how you fuck yeah you know like and it comes at you you're like what's going on here those guys come into my group and like everybody else has been already in my group for a while and they're like breathing and they're going through the whole you know hypnosis part of it and the guy that's anger he's just going <sighs> and i'm like oh he needs meds like you can kind of see it now. Like they just can't, they're not comfortable in their own skin. They're angry all the time. And next thing you know, they get on the meds and they come back to me and they apologize. You know, I didn't know I was bipolar. I didn't know that this anger was coming from da da da. It really is impressive. You know, sometimes drugs, med medication could be bad, but majority of the time I can see it's, it, people, if you need it, man, don't, don't hesitate. Well, please. I think it's also, the, I mean, I don't know what, where this guy came from from or because also the culture or just like men in general a lot of the times it's like well you deal with your shit like you you just have to deal with what you know well, or just, just man up as opposed to like no there's an imbalance here there's a chemical imbalance that you got going on you know oh, okay so here's we'll, we'll pull back a little bit um it's this little working in the center has been amazing because it's educated me so much like you ever see individuals that are like they you know they had everything you know a mom, a dad, food, shelter, everything. Yeah. Right? And you're like, how did you get hooked on these bad drugs? The the one thing that kept on popping up, and then thank God I have a friend, and she's, she's an addictive spe addiction specialist. She goes, well, they're all dealing, you know what, right? And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, my limited education, um, she says, they're all dealing with emotional incest. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I've heard that term. Yeah. And so you have incest, which is physical, right? But the emotional part is like, Let's say your mom or dad was a very like, um, let's say machismo or, or just a very controlling individual, and they they isolated the other parent, where they weren't allowed to have friends, they weren't allowed to have family members, they weren't allowed to have anybody 
So what happens is that adult still needs emotional connection. So they can't deal with a partner. They can't deal with somebody, an adult. So they, they turn to the children. And so the kids are like, you know, we're all about when your, your survival mode is to get more attention from mom or dad anyways. So it's ready right there for you. So what the problem is, is that that kid grows up, it ends up having problems connecting with other adults in relationships. Uh, you're, you're so wound up worrying about this parent, but you're a child trying to, trying to heal an adult. You know what I mean? It doesn't work. So a lot of this is coming from emotional incest. And then what happens with emotional incest is as a child, you know, you can, like people can heal themselves. That is not a, not a problem. The only way you can do it usually is by if you had we were raised the right way. You know, if you ever had a parent that has says, let's say, okay, so this book I read recently, it's called Emotional Incest Syndrome. The book explains that if you were to say a kid and you got lost and all of a sudden you're standing in front of a dog barking, but it's chained up and you start screaming and crying. If your dad picked you up and says, come on, son, right? Um, that dog's not going to bite you. It's behind a fence. You're crying for nothing you know, man up, boys don't cry. Come on, you know? Well, what you did to that poor child is your feelings don't matter. And I'm going to make sure you suppress your feelings. And you're wrong for having them. And you're wrong for having them. But right? it, your dad, what do you but then you as a like, kid, up, right? As a kid, you also don't understand that like, I'm wrong for having them in that moment. No, you take it in as I'm what I, exactly. I am wrong. Like everything I do is wrong. I'm innately bad. Exactly. You know I mean? And the yeah. supposedly the correct way is just let the child talk about it. Like, okay, tell me, you know, it's okay to cry, but tell me how you feel. Or like two little kids are arguing, right? And the kid just knocks the other kid out, right? You, you don't, you got to get the, the child to be like, all right, first, get tell them how you feel. and why. First, you know, it's you hard. Sometimes when shit like that happens, it's hard not to laugh, you know, because <laughs> to look, like, oh, he knocked him. And they're like, oh, wait, like, wait, got to be an adult. Really? Like, gotta be, you know, okay. use your words. <laughs> use your words. And that's yeah, what it is. So what happens to... is, for uh, you were saying on point, though, is for us guys, guys and women, too, because um, us men will do it to the girls. Like, come on, be a big girl. No, 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 right? Um, we're just well, being I've, I've heard depressed. people tell girls, like, don't be a little girl. You know? Exactly. And it's just like, you're a little girl. You're a girl. Yeah. It's just like, you cry. You sound like a little girl. It's like, yeah, I am a little girl. Like, you know what I mean? But they don't. <laughs> yeah, but you're you know? little. You don't know better. Like, you, then you grow up, you know, thinking being a little girl's wrong. Thinking that women are less than us. Exactly. Which is so messed up. You so, know? the long story short, I'm saying is that we all have, like, think about like an animal in the wild, right? A zebra almost gets eaten by a lion. Well, the zebra goes, you know, gets away and just eat, starts, you know, shakes. You can see them shake a little bit. And then they'll start eating again. It doesn't have, oh, what was that? A cat? Oh, no. That was the, <laughs> oh, your chair? my chair, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the zebra doesn't say like, oh, my God, I almost got eaten. Well, I'm, I'm depressed now. It just shakes it off and moves on. It, well, but it, it goes, but that's that fight or flight, right? And that's like, it's still the same. It's still the same concept as a human. But now it's like, oh, my God, um, this girl hasn't texted me back. <laughs> yes you know you like it's in and it's like if he doesn't text me back like you kind of the ocd i'm gonna fucking die world's over blah blah it's just like well no, 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 i'm never whatever. gonna find somebody again no, no, yeah whatever yeah and it's like oh yeah yeah whatever you know and you're like oh and so but then but then also placing that on somebody else exactly exactly you know? so so what happens is when we're learned we we're whenever we go through something as an adult or teenager or whatever we just learn to suppress every single time and if reality, you just kind of thought about it and think about it. And, and let's say you do cry, well, you know, to, if you want, do it in the shower. Nobody, it's like, I soap my eyes, right? <laughs> but yeah. it's just, 
being okay with it was if once you suppress it, then you're like, you know, somebody, your boy, that guy, you know, when here's a pickle, right? And then he's mad. He's still upset because he's the third wheel. Then he wants to take it out on somebody else just because yeah. he didn't know how to deal and letting go of that emotion. Yeah. It's just like, I need to fucking, yeah, I need to get this angst out, this anger. That I, and that's yeah. one thing that we, we were just, um, I think I heard in, in a class that as far, like males, really the only emotion that is accepted of males is anger, right? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, the dude's angry. You know what I mean? And that's how he gets, you know, instead of being like, you know, and if, if you're anything else, well, then you're a pussy or you're, you're weird or, you know, you're emotional. You know what I mean? I, I've but never... if he's angry, hey, he's angry. Like, hey, dad's angry. <laughs> it's like, why can't dad be sad? Why can't dad be, you know, yeah. wistful? Have you ever been around a, a male, like I, I've rarely seen this, but a male that is like, you know, he should be mad when he's like calm and collect and he just talks to you. You're like, what the fuck? You know, like, you're like, where did this come from? Right? It's a whole different Off the top experience. of my head, I can't. One thing that 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 we were they were talking about was also um, those those emotions when you're a kid. It's like if you ever remember like something that happened to you as a kid. If you remember the punishment, but you don't really remember why you were punished, but you remember that punishment. Right. It's it's because you did something that developmentally wasn't wrong. Like you was just saying, like as a kid, you're eight year old, you're selfish. Yeah, you're a kid. That's developmentally, you're going to be selfish. And a lot of the times your parents are like, you're being selfish. You're so selfish. You're so selfish. They're trying to give you perspective, but they're just beating in the same fucking concept. And so right. I, re I remember specifically, I was telling my friend about this. I remember one time my mom slapped me in the face. You know, I was, I know that I was a kid and I remember where I was. I remember everything else. I don't remember what I said or did, but I know that I said or did something. I said something. But as a kid, it was more like, I think she said something. And, but then it just makes me like, well, I'm just innately bad. And, and it's, she's an adult. She knows better. So she slapped me. Right. You know right. what I mean? And that's, but that's, then that's what they're saying in that class. Like the, 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 the therapists are saying, like, it's not, you didn't do anything wrong, basically. It's just that her reaction to it is not the right reaction. It's just the same way where, like, if a kid's getting very annoying and they're yelling, they're yelling, yelling. You're like, get the fuck out of here because I can't deal with you. But that's your shit. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. you have to tell them, hey, you know, you have to talk or whatever. Like, but if you tell them, get out of here, deal with your shit and then come back when you're ready. Then the kid feels like, well, I have to, this, what I'm doing is wrong. and Everything is wrong about me because the adult just told me that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there's, there's so many things that we do to each other that. that we want to please our parents that. and we think they're right because they're you know, they're older and we love them and, you know, but that's not always the case, you know, like, and, exactly. and they have, so a lot of times they do have good intentions, but maybe they just don't know exactly what they're doing because they have your own shit, right? You have your own shit going on. You have your own life. It's Can't also, pay the bills or whatever, you know, they don't know, you know, they don't, they don't know. They just, at the end of the day, they don't know, or we don't know until like you go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And you don't have to get it right. A hundred percent of the time. And yeah. I think I think the statistic is like if you get at least sixty percent, so you can fuck up your kids forty percent, and as long as you, you know what I mean, <laughs> which is the reality, right? Like you're not always gonna get it right, you know. You know, b before COVID started, I heard about this program where they would take the senior citizens and give them a booth at a farmer's market, and they'd be like, "Ask grandma and grandpa," and people would just walk up to them asking questions. And one lady asked her, this lady, she goes, "What do I do to not mess up my child's life?" And she says. You're going to mess it up. Don't worry. You know, at least you don't just do yeah. 40% basically. 
Well, take care of yourself, right? That's the best yeah. thing you can do is lead by example. You know what I mean? Because if the, the kids, like, you know, for my myself, I go to therapy. And so then yeah. it's going to be a very natural thing whenever I have kids. They're like, yeah, well, dad goes to therapy once or twice a month, like, or whatever, you know? Like, it's just yeah. a thing that he does. So, you know, they don't, it, it's, it's not foreign. It's not a foreign concept. Yeah, it keeps dad uh, sane, you know? It keeps dad from not, and again, and especially like, let's say, Latino culture, right? You say therapy, you're like, I'm not crazy. Yeah, so you don't have to be crazy to go to therapy, you know. Yeah, at least in my field, it's not about. I don't. We don't prescribe drugs. We prescribe, you know, uh, hypnosis. That's our yeah. prescription. So it's more for the same person. Well, and it's it's a uh, you know the same way that I, ha I had my therapist on, who's a Latino male, mm -hmm. and again, you know, having you on as a, you know as a therapist of of, of a, a different kind as well, but it's something you don't see. I mean, how many how many Latino male therapists do you know? Or even just male therapists, you know, and that was a that was a big issue for me too when I started therapy of like, you know, I'm talking to some freaking old white lady. You, know? you got me thinking, bro. I'm like everybody I know, no. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking to some old white lady, and you're like, man, this lady doesn't know. Like, she doesn't know what it's like growing up in you know National City or fucking South Central LA. Like, you know exactly, what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, what I do you know, lady? But the thing is, is like I, we also say, at least in our field, is like, would you trust? A doctor that studied, you know, cancer but never had cancer. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. Yeah, because if he studied cancer, but what if he never had any any patients that that you know it's different, it's situational, right? Because if you think about how cancer cancer is a lot, at least the way that I've that I've kind of understood it, it's a lot about lifestyle as well. You know what right. I mean? And to learn about what people do and within, I guess I'm, I'm going to get more into the medical system, but I feel like we try to find solutions as opposed to figuring out how the problem was built and getting out of like traditional conventional medicine, you know, and if somebody understands you as a person, then they could say, Hey, you know what, man, like you're fucking eating too much pozole or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I get what you're saying. Like, a, like, a, um, you know, somebody who knows their shit. Yeah. Great. But I had my friend on who's a lawyer. And she's from you know my hometown as well and she's talking about like we, we talked about how like she represents people and she's like oh like hey i i know that area i grew up in that neighborhood like i you know like this is he's like, yeah, oh, it's, it's a plus but you know at the end of the day do you really really need to know that detail in order to get help well no but you feel a comfort right there's a level of comfort yeah. and trust that you have because like i said especially in something like that when you're very vulnerable and like a legal perspective the guy that's suing me looks just like my lawyer so it's hard for me to think that, you know, my lawyer's on my side, you know what I mean? Mm. To where somebody else could be like right away, like, hey, you know how it is, man. They're always like, if there is an injustice there, like, you know how it is, man. Like they treat us like shit or something, you know? And I sit up for myself or something, you know what I mean? And it's just right. like, yeah, I get it, you know? And you feel, you feel heard and you feel understood as opposed for me trying to explain to like, you know, um, there was somebody in that same class that was like, well, you know, my, my mom, she tells my kids a lot of things, but I can't really tell my mom anything because I'm Hispanic. And then like the white person, they were just like, just tell your mom to fuck off. And it's like, well, there's a way to do that. Yes, you're right, because your mom shouldn't be doing those things. But so the therapist kind of explained on how to communicate and tell her, you know, but she was like, it's hard because I'm Mexican. You know what I mean? Like, that's funny. Know? Yeah, but that's that's your own. The moment you start letting that go, the moment everybody starts healing. Yeah, but it's feeling like I'm saying, feeling understood and feeling heard by somebody that like you get it, man. Like you know, you went, you yeah. went, to, you went to state, like you know. So it's like, 
those little things that just kind of help that wall fall. You know what I mean? And, oh, definitely. And, you know, so it's just, like I said, it's just re relating to people and seeing representation, right? Seeing somebody who looks like you. I just talked to my buddy about when I did stand up, when I um, met Isai Morales. Mm -hmm. He was from La Bamba, the guy, the guy who played right. Bob. And I was yeah, so yeah. like, that was like the most starstruck I'd ever been. I've met more famous people, but him was like a guy that looks like me who's, you know, like. Yeah, you're doing you it, know. making it happen. Yeah. You know, that That's was a bigger cool. deal to me, you know, that's a meeting, uh, fucking Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's white. <laughs> you know, whatever, you know. It's more cool. relatable. Yeah. That's for sure. More relatable and how he, he's approached and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, God, we're. What topics are we on? We now? weren't on anything. We could <laughs> huh? go. In, I mean, we I said we weren't on anything. So it's just you know what I mean. We, we could go into some of like the your hypno hypnotherapy work. Um, you know, and oh, oh, that's 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 just easy. Um, but did did you? What are they telling you to uh, listen to? Uh, the way of the superior man. The way of the superior man. Yeah, I, I was I was listening to to the highlights. I was listening to the, yeah. Uh, how did it go? They, yeah, um, it was interesting. I it it, uh, it definitely it um. What I took from it was I kind of like, it's that toxic, not toxic. See, that's another thing I try to stay away from saying those, you know, the same thing as like bipolar, but it's uh, the, the masculine and the feminine. Um, and I think a lot of people take that in a different way. You know what I mean? Right, and, right, right. And, and it, masculine and feminine doesn't mean just because you're a man means that you're totally masculine. You know, it's just, it's just that energy. It's a type of energy. Like for women, if in order to work with us, they have to produce more testosterone because testosterone is that stuff that gets things done. And then a woman will look like she's more masculine than a man. So what, like work, physical work you're saying? Or? Well, not even physical work. And what I mean is like, um, God, this is another like great rabbit hole. But so men, when we grow up, we have a lot of like other men teaching us honor and duty. All right. That's like a big deal for us to have honor. And for women, um, they're taught uh, compassion you know they're taught something different so but women now that are working with us in the workforce in from order to work with that's us more from like a nurturing place right like with children and stuff like that innately right yeah yeah exactly but now like i got this information from a woman named alice armstrong she's uh works in a lot of this stuff and she's amazing in the field and she talks about how in order for women to work with us in the workforce they have to produce more testosterone because testosterone is the get stuff done you know juice so they'll become a little more masculine, talk more direct, but guys will have a, a and you can see it kind of like in the uh, UFC fights, like guys will fight each other, be brutal, but we'll shake hands afterwards. So not all the times, but I noticed sometimes with the women, they're, they're pretty brutal, man. They're like, damn, you know, and they just have to produce more testosterone. It's more like a masculine type of uh, thing. Yeah. So you're, you're saying some of those girls turn it on and then they don't know how to, or it's difficult for them to handle that as well? Or are you saying well, like guys, guys will fight and then... They, they can take it to an extreme. Um, according to, like I said, Alison Armstrong, she says that um, a woman would be more 10 times more brutal than a guy. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it. Have you ever seen a, a woman that's just like in her, her in that zone, you know? And, and when, especially because women have a higher vocabulary. Like you ever had a chick mad at you? And you're like, oh my God, what did I do? You start retreating back and the, and the words that come out of her, you're like, holy crap, I can't keep up. But you start walking away before you do something crazy. Yeah. Things like that. <laughs> I, it just made me think of a story one time that- Dude, Your eyes just went really big. <laughs> yeah, my friend went and, and she brought like a, it was in college, she brought like a friend or something. And she said something like, oh, it takes a lot for me to get mad. 
And my immature ass was like, I'm going to piss her off. <laughs> and then, like, like an hour later, she was like, fuck you. you. And I was like, hey, hey. There you it is. Say, it's hard for you to get mad. She was like, there it is. <laughs> oh, man. I've outgrown that. I've outgrown that. <laughs> <laughs> because you learned your lesson. <laughs> Not really. It's just more of like, yeah, what, what was the point? You know, it was just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, pushing yeah. someone's buttons just for the sake of pushing someone's buttons, you know? Exactly, exactly. Well, back to that uh, way of the superior man, though, it talks about the polarities, right? To see yeah. that energy that comes at you more like women are not like guys, obviously. And there's a saying, you know, men are not hairy women. So <laughs> it's just understanding that women have, or like Mother Nature, you know, the weather, you know, how uh, the weather is sometimes hot but humid and rainy. So it's not just one temperature. So you have to kind of how to that, vary. That's one thing that was that. interesting to me is just like, because if, if there is like, it's like a, one thing that I've discussed before or talked about and really gives me perspective is that like, you can't have any good days without bad days. Right. You know, and you can't like, it's like, um, there was this, this thing of like, you know, like if you go through a breakup, it hurts when it, when it hurts the most is when it, when when you had hope for it and you had a, and you had a good time and you know what I mean to when it, if it was just kind of man you're just like yeah I guess whatever you know move on but when it was like man like you know I, I, there was hope there and there was a lot of good stuff there's a lot of good memories and, and then it, it hurts more you know so but yeah. but it, it was not going to hurt that much if it wasn't that good you know if it, you know what I mean like so you know what's like interesting that, those polarities are in, in action when you break up like weeks later months later. You'll only remember the good times. Well, and that's one thing that I, I've seen about. It's like, uh, don't watch the highlights. Watch the documentary. There you go. You know? There you go. Uh -huh. like, yeah, because you're like, oh, was, you know, she's sucking my toes. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, it's like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. never done that to me. <laughs> yeah. Who am I going to find? Who am I going to find? <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah you're you right. Many people around the world, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's you. You start thinking of, you know, Only the good and all, for and it's also like you start thinking of like, where did I fuck up? You yeah, know, what I mean? you're and a they, reflecting and whatnot. Yeah, like I fucked yeah. up, or but then I think like, man, like if it's like, oh, if I would have done this, then it would, you know, it's like, it's you can't, you, you're, it's already passed. You know what I mean? And it's, it's everybody, like we said before, everybody does does their you know, does what they do because of, you know, their own reasons. And a lot of the times it could be very much not about you at all. You know exactly. I mean? Exactly. And then once you kind of like take that step back, like I get it, you're upset. Is it really me or is it somebody else? Like we, we had uh, this one guy in the, in the center that, what did he do? He was really hyper that day. I think he did one, two Red Bulls. And he just walked, he's like a 21 year old. He walks up to me and he's like, I'm going to kick you in the face. And I was sitting down and I go, I looked at him. I was like, is that the adult you talking or the child? Because if it was an adult, we could take it outside. <laughs> I was just being funny. I wasn't going to really do that. But yeah. I go, if it's a child, sit down and let's talk about it. Yeah. And he just now, now everybody, when he's acting like that, everybody tells him, is that the adult you or the child you saying that? Yeah. And it's been helping them because it's, that's where we come from. A lot of times is our inner, and I, you know, as you, you open it up for me, I, I'm, you know, I do inner child work and help people heal from their, from their childhood. Yeah. No, and that, that's that's amazing because I think one thing that um, I do this this group for like uh, for like men, it's like a men's group, and like I've talked to random fucking, I've talked to big beard fuck bearded fucking guys that are you know you know I just thought maybe 
you know, I lost my dad. So I think maybe it's time, you know, I don't want to be an angry guy and I want to kind of get, and they're just so, it's, it's so crazy because you see a little kid, you see somebody yeah. who like yeah. has, is like, I've never fucking done any of these. I've never talked about my emotions, but I lost my dad and this shit hurts and I'm, I need something, you know what I mean? And you, and you see also like the, some, some stuff that I used to think was really cheesy, but like sometimes these guys are like going on and then, and then my wife, and then she says, and then we just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. All right stop and then they're, sometimes they're like why like i'm telling you my shit and like no just stop just stop you know where what do you mm-hmm. feel right now what do you what do you oh, i just feel i feel tension in my shoulders and okay well all right stop breathe a little bit relax the shoulders and then it's like next thing you know they're like so yeah i just i just have a difficult time communicating with my wife which is they were going like mile a minute but they had it uh-huh. you know what i mean and now they're like okay they realize that those little things everything that's not the problem. There's no. no problem about your wife did this and she's telling you to lose weight or whatever. Maybe that's not the problem. But it's like, okay, what is really what's really bothering you? You know exactly. I mean? But they've never had, like you said, the first go to is anger. They never yeah. had like a, a reasonable conversation. Like, oh, this fucking hurts. You know, like this. This is what I'm feeling. I, I tell people when they're going like that. I go, you know, first, échate un pedo. Because they're like all compressed and they need to fart it out, you know? They just like let it go. Well, and, and it goes in your body. You show it in your body. Like, you know, it's like I know people sure. that are very high strung or, or very anxious and they're always like, I get um I get migraines. I don't know why I get migraines or I get oh. you know an, an upset stomach all the time or whatever. Then you start- Want me to tell you the secret to that? To what? Okay, so in my field, if somebody comes in for the migraine. I go first, go talk to the doctor, make sure it's not a tumor, right? Yeah. And then if he said it's not, you know, they do the CAT scan and all that stuff and it's perfectly healthy, then we say that there's a decision in your life you're not making and that's why you're getting that migraine. You need to make a decision about something. Your shoulders and neck, you got the world on your shoulders, a lot of responsibility. Your stomach, you're carrying guilt. So you're, you're guilt into your stomach. You're feeling guilty all the time. You must be Catholic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then the other one is your legs. Uh, whenever I have somebody that's married and their legs, like that restless leg syndrome, mm-hmm. uh, I, and it's nine times out of 10, I'm right. And it's, um, they want a divorce. Your legs take you away from things. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so you're with somebody, their leg, you have leg problems? <laughs> My knee hurts. <laughs> Fuck that. Let's go fix that right now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, over here. I'm big on like, you know, solutions like, you know, like if something hurts and I, I want to know why it hurts or what I could do to help it, you know, just mm-hmm. the same thing as like if my knee hurts and I'm like, okay, what's happening? Like for me, I was having like a lot of like knee pain. And basically, I just figured out that, you know, my quad needed to be stronger. I need to stretch out my hamstrings more. And it wasn't even about my knee. And so that's like, yeah. you, you think that this is the problem, right? And that's on my thing on like conventional medicine because they're like, well, let's fix your knees. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? Well, every day I wake up in the morning and I fucking jump off this, you know, bed. So it's like, okay, you know, or I, I, I play kickball or whatever, something. But you don't tell the doctor that. You just say my knee hurts, you know. And you go straight to the knee. So it's, it's one is like how you do some things is how you do everything and everything's connected. So if you're like a high strung person or no, like you say, oh, this, this depressed me. And it's not really that. It's something else, you know, it's just you know, how you do something is how you do everything. What's well, also being afraid of those emotions, right? It's just like you're not depressed, you're sad, and that's okay. It's okay to be sad. You know, it's okay to be yeah. sad every now and then. You know what I mean? It's like you don't have to be like 
freaking out. Because, oh my god! Like I can't believe I'm sad. It's just like just dwell on it, man. You know, yeah, just you sit got, in it, meditate go, on it, go through it. it out, go yeah, through it. because once I'll, you get stuck again, when we go back, we're going back to that emotional incest. You were told get over it. You suppress, but who's ever snapped at somebody? I know I have. You know, I have a, a really good friend of mine. Poor guy. He's he's just a, a very loving dude. He loves to hug everybody. And I was sitting next to him one day and he just started rubbing my back. <laughs> and I'm like, and I just snap at him. I'm like, why are you fucking always touching me? And I was yeah. holding in. I was like, stop touching me. Stop. Why is he touching me? Why? Like, you know? Yeah. And he was, he's just one of those, like, he's a, a, he's an extrovert. We call him. And he's just very, he connects to people that way. Just the way he is. Yeah. So I snap at him. His eyes just get big. And he's never done that again, you know? But I could have been like, just bro. I'm just not a fan of being my back rubbed by another dude. <laughs> yeah, which I is which is the whole dinner table, like the you know. It's fair though. I feel like, um, you know, I have friends that don't like hugs and stuff like that, and they've told me, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, it's just high five. And to me, I feel like I'm respecting them more by saying, like, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm just gonna, you know, high five you, like, you know, and then and they they feel more comfortable with me too, as opposed to me. No, I'm gonna hug you. I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. And like, oh, like I don't like hugs. I told you I don't like hugs. Yet you're like, but I'm a hugger. Like, you know, it's like, this isn't about you. Like, you know? It's like saying, you know, like, but I'm a puncher. What would you like? You know, like, come on. Exactly. It's just like respect respect people people for their. Like, that's telling you something about that person, though, too. That person is telling you that they have no boundaries. You're telling them your boundaries and they can't respect that. Yeah. So that's another another thing about, again, emotional incest. They didn't learn how to have per- perfect boundaries. Like their parents didn't have boundaries for them. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, it's like, uh, uh, let's say mommy and daddy want to go have dinner alone and the child gets upset because he's left behind. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is tell the child, well, you don't invite me when you play with your friends. You can play with, the- they do invite you all the time. <laughs> No, to play with her friends. Like if they're yeah, all yeah. Playing, you know, yeah, I don't play with you guys. This is mommy and daddy time. And it's setting boundaries. So those yeah. people, we call them high extroverts that don't know how to have, um, you know, not to be in somebody's personal space. Because introverts, uh, they're, so to help your audience too, in hypnotherapy, we're constantly looking for introverts and extroverts, uh, um, masculine and feminine. So just finding out the balance within the person in order to induce hypnosis, by the way. Mm. So if you're an extrovert, there's a certain hypnosis that I do for you and an introvert, certain hypnosis I do for you because you both have different views of the world. I, I'm, I'm, for lack of a better term, I'm just saying like, man, I, I, I really like, like, remember when you were doing the, the, like the cursive and like, I just hate when you're like, oh, well, this says this about you. Like, fuck. Like, I'm like, there's tells people can like, I'm trying to see that. You did it at, you did it at, we did a workshop. Remember, I think it was at state. We did like a, Oh, San Diego state. Yeah. I did a workshop. Oh yeah. Damn. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you did it like we were hanging out and then you did like, you were doing it for us. And then you did it like in the class too. Yeah. I was already kind of, I was already hip to it, you know? Yeah. 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 And what it is, is that again, how you do some things is how you do everything. So the way you write, and it says you can read people's handwriting, like not just literally read, like I have a hard time now reading people what they wrote. I, I look at the way they cross their teeth, they you know dot their eyes and stuff like that, and it tells you about that person. If they're a high extrovert, the ending Y it looks like a like a freaking like like Zorro. It's all over the place. If yeah. you're an introvert, it goes straight down, straight to the point. So yeah. it tells you a lot about the person. But see, this is I think for me what 
is now, I mean, I'm, I'm cognizant of it, but like sometimes it's, I feel like then I have too much empathy because then I know someone's story and then it's sometimes it's hard for me to draw those boundaries. You know what um, I mean? Well, the then I'm like, like, oh, well, you know what? Like, well, fucking, uh, you know, her mom was a bitch to her and she's dealing with this and blah, blah, blah. Instead of being like, well, yeah, but she just, she can't be like that. She can't treat me like that. Like, I'm sometimes I'll be more understanding and be like, well, you know, she's just being rude because, you know, she's going through shit or something or she's, you know, and then well, I, I, okay. I'm willing to take on the abuse or whatever. You know what I mean? Because I'm my code codependency on like, yeah, yeah. you know, I didn't want to go there, but yeah, oh yeah, so, I mean, codependency, brother. Yeah, yeah. A, but the thing I'm is, I'm not saying there isn't there. I mean, that's my point. A lot of times, those people don't know they're doing it because everybody walks on eggshells around them. What's well, the? You know, it's the the people pleasing, right? It's just like, yeah, you know what, like, and because it comes back to like the parenting, it's just like you have to be who you have to be for that moment for your parent instead of just being who you who you are. And I know for, for me, for sure, I remember being being the therapist, you know, for my parents. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I, um, I had a, somebody reach out, um, somebody who listens to the show, um, basically tell me that he, I was like, I've seen, I told him, I've seen my dad cry, you know? But he wasn't like he was crying all the time, you know? But I've seen him cry and it was like, who did he go to? He didn't go to a therapist. He came to his son and I was like, oh fuck, my dad's crying. like. What do you want to do? You're you're fucking twelve years old. I what have to I have to fix this. Are you gonna be like, you know, Dad, just suck it up, Dad. <laughs> or know, it's like, or it's like, hey, your mom's doing this. It's like a lot of a lot of growing up was my mom was like, oh, your dad did this, and then and then I'll be like, well, you did this to him, or you know what I mean. And I'm like in the middle, and I'm the therapist, I'm the mediator. Did, did I send I'm you the... that book? Did I send you that book, Emotional Incense? Uh, you sent me some. I think there's a couple in here. I still yeah. have your, your email in here of some of the stuff that you, some of the videos. Who moved? Who moved my cheese? Oh, that's a uh, you said, and the secrets of successful relationships is the one. No, the one that's uh, the one I'm, I keep on talking about was what you're talking about is that. Yeah. Emotional incest is that parents that have a boundary with you, they didn't say like I'm gonna go talk to my girlfriend and get rid of this emotion. They went to you for to solve it, dude. Do you have a doctorate? <laughs> At 12 years old, do you have, you know, you're watching cartoons. Well, and, I was the Doogie you know, Hauser of, uh, of mental health. You know, I was oh, like, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> you, know? you know? Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't know that you're not supposed to do that to the children. You're not supposed to, you know, talk shit about the other parent. Because then you grew up talking shit about your, your significant other. Yeah. And it's somebody that you, you really love, you know? It's like, well, that's yeah. my dad. That's my dad. Like, you know what I mean? And then you, you just. It puts you in the middle, and then you're like, "Well, then maybe my dad is fucking up," or you know what I mean? And it's just like, but then, I should, like said, I, should I, I should be watching SpongeBob. I fucking, you know, like exactly, and you're developing your own personal relationships instead of like trying to solve your parents. Yeah, it's it's a messed up thing, but it, once you uh, like in the in the, I keep on quoting this book was I just finished reading it, and it talks about like, <laughs> it's just uh, like well, it's fresh, <laughs> it's fresh in the mind right now. And I've been because I, because of my at the center, I work with these kids, and it's just time after time i'm seeing this pattern and when i start seeing patterns i just start talking about it because you know when it when is your audience maybe some of them but not a majority of all of us in our lives this is a, i'm 44 years old this is the first time i hear about this about how this emotional abuse as kids or suppressing our emotions really messed me up yeah yeah, yeah. we were talking about earlier you know be careful what you say online right I'm just gonna put it out there, man. This thing really messed me up. You know, I did yeah. a lot of actions and 
I feel sorry for some of the girls I dated, you know, but forgive me, you know, por mi culpa, por mi culpa, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we learn what we learn and, you know, when we can share with others and I've been sharing it a lot with a, a lot of my, my circle and all my circles healing right now. And it's kind of awesome to see everybody kind of blossom. Yeah, that, that, that is, I mean, that's, that's really good. I mean, I, I think that that's, you know, not to, not to kind of throw my own, you know, or toot my own horn is that's, it, been, that's been it. this, that's been the, the podcast. Like I said, I have strangers that are reaching out, which is not, you know, which is great. That's, that's the goal for people to listen and to, to, because it's like somebody, so a lot of the times I'll get people are like, well, what do I have to say? Like, who am I? And I'm like, bro, you're, you know, you're an accountant or you're this, there's other accountants out there that are going to be like, Oh fuck. I remember how stressful it was to get my CPA or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, they, there's people that are going to relate to it. You know what I mean? It's like, I've had people on here who are gay, who are, you know, lawyers who are, you know what I mean? Uh, I just had my friend as a barber. Like it, it's different people get, there's so much alike. Right. And then, Oh, you know what? I didn't ask my friend the fucking weirdo question. That's something. Anyway, that's see it. Just, I got ADD, bro. See, that's another the, thing. The that's another thing question. that I learned that I didn't think of, of like, I didn't know before my therapist was like, you have ADD. I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, you do have, and you know, I was like, okay, well, and he would always be like, hey, 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 like, <laughs> especially when we're doing like the Zoom meetings. Bro, there's a squirrel outside. He's like, no, there's a, it's, I was like, there's a lady outside of my window. It's just, just, he's like, I'm over here, over here, you know? So the central question that we asked, and I didn't get to ask oh, my buddy, because we were just, we were going, <laughs> we were going back and forth is, when was the time that you felt like a weirdo? When was the time I felt like a weirdo? Yeah, so um, what a, like for example, one of my well, one of the guys, uh, buddy Misa, Misael, he told a story about where he was dancing in Mexico. He was doing, he was shuffling. You remember shuffling, kind of the, yeah. the EDM music, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a thing down there yet. But they were playing EDM music, and he started shuffling, and they were like, some girl told him like, "Bailas bien feo" or something like that. You know, and then he was just kind of like, oh, like, what? So she was, so it was like a moment where he was kind of just having a good time, but somebody just like took oh, it from him. Down. Yeah, you know. I, you know, I, I, I mean, anytime I go to Mexico and I just be myself, but I don't get that reaction. I get the opposite. They're like, you're different. Like, yeah, you're, you're weird, but that's cool. Like, where'd you get that from? Right. You know? Yeah. But no, that's never. But it could be it could be in a in a relationship like you know like sometimes I'll kind of say things out or whatever I I like I had told you that like somebody said oh you're weird and I'm just like well I feel comfortable with you you know and I yeah I don't I don't care like yeah like I'll make it weird buddy do a stupid voice or something (laughs) but then they're like you have to be like oh like oh let me what what is she gonna think I'm like I don't know this is who who I am I you know I think this is funny and you know if if it's something insulting then that's different but. For me, just to be like, I don't know, I, I drive in the car, I make fucking voices, I have conversations with myself. Like, here, here, here's a, a weird thing that happened, but also educated me. Does that make sense? Okay. I remember, okay, I was like 12 years old, and then I had my older cousin that was like 19. My dad was there, and like a couple of older boys, right? And I, I was acting, I was acting like a weirdo, I was acting like a fool. And um, I remember I tied, we had these really huge Great Danes, and I tied like a, a piece of rope around his waist and the dog just lost his shit <laughs> and it was just wiggling everywhere and i lose it i lose it i'm just laughing and laughing and laughing and and i'm on the floor crying and my and everybody else is like an adult and looking at me like what are you doing and the, but that was my little moment of like okay i should grow up now <laughs> but i just enjoyed it so much you know yeah i, I, was, 
I'll see, but fuck that. Too. Like, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you were saying, like, with the kids fighting, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it, it, it's funny sometimes. You do have to kind of like, hey, stop it or whatever. But like, at least for me, I still find, you know, I still find, a, a, I don't know, I find a, a hilarity in it. You know what I mean? Like kids doing certain things that kids do. You have to step in and kind of be an adult. But I'm still like, oh, that's funny. You know what I mean? Or they say oh, something, yeah. you know, like. My poor little niece, um, we were, like, I haven't seen them in a long time. I said, there's problems in the family. And I got to see them and my mom, my sister. And we were all excited. And I got, my, and I love just playing with my nieces. And I throw them over my shoulder. And my sister grab her. And then the little, little one, my, uh, she's also my, I, I have that now. And she, um, there were, we were in some, like, little area where it's all kind of glassed in. And she just, like, was running full speed. And we, she put her hands out. But she was running so fast, she didn't catch herself. She's only like, and but the glass is pretty thick, and she hit herself oh, so hard, and it was, we all laughed, but we, she just started bloody murder, and it was all oh, broke our heart. But that's a, I mean, that's a horrible weirdo, but yeah, it is funny. It was the expression on her face, like she didn't see the glass, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hard for you to be like, oh wait, oh I gotta like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I gotta be an adult here and focus on like, come on, tell me how you feel, you know? Yeah, um, I, it was hilarious. Yeah, my nephew sometimes like, because me and my brother, obviously, we just know him so well. Like, sometimes he'll just like make weird faces or something. And he's just, you know what I mean? But he's not doing it to be funny. And we're just laughing. And he's like, what? Like, he's just like, oh, you know. I don't get it. <laughs> or, like, I forgot one time it was like uh, somebody was talking to him or something. And they were like, oh, this isn't that. Or, and he was just like eating. And then he had, uh-huh. I think, I don't know if he had a gun or if it was just like his, I think it was just like his hand. And he like doesn't, I think it was like his grandma or something, doesn't even look up. And he just goes, <laughs> like, he just put his little finger up like a gun, not even like, like not even, like just still eating. And they're like, blah, 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 blah. And he just put a little, like he shot her. Like he's like, shut up, you're dead. <laughs> and it's kind of disrespectful, but it's also kind of funny. It's so, you know but it's so like, random. You're like, where the, did he get that from? Oh my God. I, oh, I remember one time I, this must, they could have got, it could have gone wrong really easily really bad you know have you read in universal studios uh i've never been to universal studios but i have worked at like i used to do uh the member of the john lovitz so i've worked like the the city walk and performed there but i've never oh, been okay. to universal studios well no, no i'm, I'm going to talk about the, the city i'm only walk, worked okay? there okay yeah and the city walk there's two levels and there's like an escalator one going down one going up yeah and there was a hot chick dude and i just I reached over, she had her hand, she wasn't looking, and I just kind of grabbed her hand from a distance, and I went like this. Yeah. <laughs> you were going weirdo. opposite ends? Yeah. Opposite, yeah. Yeah, opposite ends. And she just looks at me, and she's just like, uh, she's just kind of like uh, deer in headlights. My buddy was so nervous for me. He was like, he's been drinking, I'm sorry. I go, no, bro, I mean it. Like, yeah. <laughs> complete weirdo. And then, but I did get her number. So that was kind of cool. Oh, there you go. I've seen the ones where like, it's a, it's a, a, a dude, he'll do it to another oh. dude. It was like a prank, you know? And he touches yeah. their hand and then they're like, what the fuck? Like they're all, there's guys that are like angry. They're so like, you know what I mean? That's like. Why are we so angry, bro? Why are we so angry? All I did was touch your hand, you know? I, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, no. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, like you said, it's a, somebody, Somebody else felt awkward for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm like, bro, don't don't diminish my awkwardness. This is mine. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's but like, yeah, I guess I guess there has been weirdo moments. I just, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're, they'll come flooding when, when I hang out. Oh, I mean, there's, you know, that's kind. Of, it's kind of like I said. It's a, 
it's the the worst is like when when it's something you're like genuinely doing or something that you enjoy or something and that somebody just makes you feel bad for just being you you know yeah yeah you yeah. know and that's kind of where it's like you know and the, the, the whole point of like different people from different walks of life we all feel so weird but then we figure out that like the cool guy or whatever feels fucking even more weird then you're like oh, oh. He's, got, he's got it all figured out you know like he's so cool blah 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 he's probably never like you know I'll, I'll get you. I got, I got you a weird one right here. You ready? You what? I do this to my nieces all the time. You ready? This is my weird moment. What the heck is that? Is that real? <laughs> is that old? It's, it's an iguana pencil. <laughs> Dude, we used to have a, um, in the office, we used to have a chameleon and he died. Oh, yeah. Right. Everybody was sad. Huh? Yeah, he was a dick, though. He didn't like us at all. I, I literally think he died from just stress. I don't know. Sometimes he'll be sitting here and he would just flop. Like he would be from the top. I think he was trying to commit suicide. I don't fucking know. He would be in like a little hammock and he would just go. Ah. <laughs> I would hear him drop. And then like he broke his tail. I don't know. Wow. So, yeah. One day we just came in and he had like a little bloody mouth. And it was that was like, it. Yeah. We didn't know how old he was. We got him for, uh, for uh, my boss's son. And he was already old, older. Who knows what happened before or whatever, you know? Right, right, right. But right. yeah, the little little Juan is like, it's, he, was, he was our little pet for a while. Oh, funny. But yeah, no, no, yeah. this is uh, my weirdo moment. I just gave you one. There's a visual. <laughs> See, there's, there's, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, there's like, ah, you're being weird, you're being, you know, but that, that, that's what people are like, oh, I did this, it's weird, you know? People think it's so weird. But it's like, no, like, I'm talking about like something that you're just, you know, it's just normal to you or you're just trying to have fun. You know what I mean? Or you're, or you're opening up about your emotions. Oh, you know, opening up about your emotions. And somebody's like, fucking Frankie's always talking about his shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like th that kind yeah, of yeah. thing where you're like, what's wrong with me talking about, you know, whatever, what I'm going through, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you you got to know your audience for sure. Emotional intelligence is very important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, a weird moment, a weird thing that I know I do, but it's not like that bad. Is I know that whenever I put on my shoes, I like to turn on the TV. <laughs> That's it. Like during? Yeah. Like I'll put everything on and the last thing is like my socks and shoes, right? Then I'll sit on the couch, turn on the TV and put it on nice and slow. Okay. Don't know why. And then, that's, that's and the then but like, are you on your way out or do you sit and watch TV? Yeah. Yeah. And then no, you turn the TV off? Uh-huh. And then turn it off. Do you need to pick something or you just turn it on? I, are I you just like, nah, this is not a proper shoe kind of show. <laughs> need, yeah. It is the weirdest thing. I'm like, I notice I do that now. I'm like, why do I do that? Why is it? And you it's not you, like a half. You, but you know what you need? You need a shoehorn, bro. <laughs> shoehorn. You need a, a nice shoehorn. Uh, apparently it's taking you too long to put on your shoes. So. <laughs> no, the reason I bring that up is, uh, uh, I don't know if you ever met uh, Flo. Mm. He's, a, he's, a, he's a bro, Flo Vega. Um, okay. He just he just got married, um, and his father-in-law not for the wedding, uh, but gave him a shoehorn, like a really nice shoehorn, like it's like it's like steel, and like it's, it's like stainless steel, and it, you know it's long, and he could put his shoes on, you know, it's a really fancy shoehorn. I was like, dude, what the hell? And he he brought it to like the hotel to to get ready. You brought your shoehorn. I was like, I'm using this thing. I was like, you know, just a fancy ass shoehorn. That's pretty weird too. Like maybe just because it's something we don't really deal with you know but this is like 
you know, it's like they, they deal with, he has like nice things. He dresses up. So he's like, oh, I have, I have this old shoehorn. I was like, you know what? But that'd be a good thing to keep in your car as a weapon. You know, <laughs> it's a solid thing. And you're just like, oh, it's my shoehorn. You know, it's like, that, the cops are like, well, do you have, well, he does have shoes. Well, yeah. that's why he had that weapon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it was just this fancy shoehorn. Like, what's a fancy one? shoehorn, hey. Yeah. To, to each his own, I or guess. Like a, a boot remover. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I bought my dad one because he kept on asking me to take off his boots, and I was like, I hated it. <laughs> here. And I go, here. You, you and he, but he just gets, I still know. I don't need this. I got you for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, there's a lot of things out there that you don't know about, you know, until you're like, oh, I like those little little gadgets. And she's like, oh, that's interesting. Somebody to think of something that, you know, that's always interesting to me. Yeah, or like solutions to come up with that. Yeah, yeah, you're like, what, what, yeah, and those like, remember when those those uh those little monkey backpacks came out and the tail was like a, a leash? <laughs> that was a great idea. I've seen those. I mean, one. yeah, but then everybody has their own opinion about it. But well, obviously, you know, you have you seen on one thing that I I show people that they don't know about is on your your car mirror. If you move the, the, the rear view mirror, the one in the middle. Oh yeah, because of the lights hitting in the, the If face. you move the little thing, it turns the, the it turns it into night mode where the lights aren't shining um, bright on you and you could see yeah. everything in dark. So a lot of people don't know that and they fucking trip out when I show my, them. my car I had an impala, it just did it automatically. It did it on its own. Mm. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> no. Six. <laughs> Six foe Impala? <laughs> nah, it was, just a, it was like the, the ones with the bad lights in the back, the big circle ones. All the circle ones? <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. Was horrible. I mean, I loved it as an Impala, but yeah. They had the some that had a big, big engines in them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, a, some Impala, there's some SS Impalas that are amazing. I, 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 hate that, I didn't like that body style, but the engines in them were crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah super cool. Uh, yeah. And now the new ones, well, the fairly new ones, they're, they're okay, I guess. This is more like town cars. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think that um, kind of in, in, in closing, one, I, obviously we had a kind of, we have a little bit of time constrictions on that one, but I, I feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like I want to either be hypnotized or, or something. I, I, there's still a lot of things that we can go into that I feel like people would get a lot of value out of. You know what I mean? I, I could definitely hypnotize you, man. That's not an issue. But the thing is, is I got to make sure that whoever's listening doesn't, Oh, oh no! You know what? Big, I I, you know? I should do that. We should do that on our own. I, I you know. I'm, I'm well, no, I mean I could do it like a small one. You know, it's more like a guided meditation type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. Yeah, like I don't you. want anyone driving and then. The... <laughs> exactly. You gotta do a disclosure. Trust me. And yeah. Actually, when I get people like less like sometimes I do hypnosis over the phone or like in uh, FaceTime, mm-hmm. and I have them sit on the passenger side so they don't associate hypnosis with driving. Oh. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of little little techniques you gotta you know be aware of. Yeah, so I definitely want to want to get you get you uh, on another one, and I think on on my own, I think it would be a good idea just yeah, just to try just to, to see well, you know. It's... What I would do with you, I can I do with uh, um, as you said, this is recorded or is it video? This is recorded. Yeah. Okay. Well, I could do something and test your suggestibility, which is kind of hypnosis, but just to see how you process information to mm-hmm. do hypnosis. And it's like a finger starting test, a uh, uh, arm raising test, and things like oh, that. Oh, like oh, okay. I've had like the 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 my chiropractor used to do, which I don't go to the chiropractor anymore because she was a joke. But she used to do like a balance thing. 
Oh, she did a um, like close your eyes, turn your head, and then like you know. Um, our, our boy Carlitos, man, he was studying this uh, kinesiology. Oh so yeah. So muscle muscle testing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh, can you stand on one leg, and then yeah, the whole thing. But yeah. Have you been what, drinking here? <laughs> yeah, I what the um, acupuncture. I never. I did it a couple times. I don't. I don't, I don't know if I just didn't go. You to have to place. find the modality that works for you. You know, hypnotherapy yeah. worked for me, but it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. So, is there kind of anything in closing that you, you, you know, anything that we missed or anything you want to put out there that, that you think could, you know, give people some value? Like I said, I if if you're willing, I'm willing to get you back on. Maybe we get down the line again, but I think there's a lot of stuff that we could still kind of go over. To, uh, we to we still haven't go over. We haven't gone over like a dream analysis. <laughs> we haven't gone over uh, like. You know all these little modalities there's a, a really cool thing that i do on nlp have you heard of that no it's a neuro-linguistic programming and it's not why the brain works but how the brain works so like you touch your face a lot when you talk so you're a good listener people that are touching their face a lot are actually trying to pull their ear to listen better <laughs> all right all right. So, yeah. I love how you just closed. You do it. No, he crosses. No, it's, it's I mean, it's his arm. <laughs> he just <laughs> give him the play by play. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, that's, I mean, and, and uh, so maybe next time my enclosure is next time we'll talk about more in the depth of like, you know, NLP and how to read yourself and get to know yourself better. Yeah. I mean, like I said, more than we can um, put out there. And, and so, oh, like, like we had mentioned. So if, if you've gotten to this point in the podcast, um, let's, we have to say, you have to, oh, oh, you know what? We'll do like iguana or whatever, or lizard for your little thing, you know? So it's like, send, send uh, on Instagram, send us a, a DM, a direct message with, with uh, I love iguanas. And you'll be, oh, there you go. you'll be entered for a free hypnotherapy session. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm offering one free to your, to your audience, one free hypnotherapy session. And just, you know, like I said, tell them, you know, you, I can tell them now is yeah. <laughs> try, you know, I, I am very open, especially nowadays because of COVID. I've actually offered a free session to a lot of people that are dealing with uh, anxiety and stress because yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. And it's not, I think just so people get that misconception, it's not your, like you said, you're not, gonna, you're not trying to make them fucking cluck like a chicken or give you their, no. their, their pin to their fucking bank or whatever. Like that's not, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. yeah. Besides, I don't like making fun of people. I'm more about helping people. There you go. There you go. I don't know. You made fun of me a couple of times. Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So, 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 like I said, I love iguanas. DM the Weirdos Only podcast and you'll be submitted for a free hypnotherapy session with Frank Banos. There you go. And my website yeah. is Finding Life's Compass. If you want to look me up. Okay, we'll add that to to the to the um, to the description too. So we'll get awesome, you going. Man. We'll get you awesome. going. So FindingLifesCompass.com, right? Yes, sir. Or is it .org? Don't don't .org me. No. Dot, dot .com and then. Is, are you, aren't you the same? Don't you have an Instagram as well as Finding Life's Compass? Or did uh, you discontinue that? Frank, Frankie B, FLC. So okay. Frankie B, Finding Life's Compass, FLC. Frankie B, FLC. Yeah, that yes, sir. Like, that's like the rapper right there. <laughs> you be on the ones and twos, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Frankie, for, for coming on. Like I said, hopefully we can get you on again. And, you know, I'll definitely reach out to you personally to, to get a – 
get some more more of your services and fight that that little that little guy in me that little that like kid that's in there there you go there you go yeah all right, all right thanks brother. everybody thanks Frankie. take care brother peace